1: Welcome to True Crime Garage, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man who took it a little personally when they told him the Humpty Dance was his chance to do the hump. He is the captain. But
2: I never got busy in a Burger King bathroom. It's good to be seen, and it's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend,
1: That's pronounced with an umpty. This week we are featuring Who'd Like to Hold My Clipboard by the hardworking boys and girls over at Hoof Hearted. This is a double India pale ale brewed with peach puree, vanilla, and milk sugar. And this baby is supercharged with 9% horsepower. Garage grade 4 and a quarter bottle caps out of 5. And let's give some praise and cheers to our friends right here. First up, a big thank you to our friend Suzanne in Norwood. Massachusetts and a
2: big we like your jib to Julie in St. Cloud Minnesota
1: next up we raise our tall beer cans to Cassandra in Seattle Washington and a big shout out to Shira and Bunky Louisiana and here's a cheers to Jackson and Colo Vale Australia and last but certainly not least we have a cheers to Chanel and Montague Michigan everyone we just mentioned went to TrueCrimeGarage.com and they helped us out with this week's beer fun and for that we thank you.
2: Yes, B-W-E-double-R-U-N. Beer Run, for everything True Crime. Check out truecrimegarage.com and if you need more True Crime Garage in your earballs, check out our bonus show called Off the Record. That's on Stitcher Premium and I think you'll
1: love it. And that as they say is enough of the business. Everybody gather around, grab a chair, grab a beer. Let's talk some True Crime. your mobile telephone bill of nine dollars and
3: 99 cents please press one thank you by accepting this call you confirm that you are the authorized
1: holder of this device that you have authority to have your purchase of nine dollars and 99 cents appear on the verizon wireless monthly bill and that you will pay the above mentioned amount in accordance with the verizon wireless customer agreement your zip code has been verified. Calls are subject to recording and may be monitored. You may start your conversation now. Touchdown, I'm headed to the jeweler, bro.
3: Dance for the ice, talk facts, to my jeweler, no. VX pills to my pussy hoes. Bramble goes mine, that's a movie, bro. No guns in jail these niggas for to touch me. I'm from 17, but my hoes from different countries. One ho from Paris, other ho from Russia. Goozy locked down, call I can touch ya. Dissing on the book, pussy boy, use a buster. All my damn custom, rats when be busted. In the L, I'm a work. 36 ounces in my cell. That's a jail, money over bitches, what I tell jerks. I be pulling with a shark swim in a foreign grade, like shark skin, like Keisha, messy dark skin. Fish tail, watch the car spin. Fuck easy man, I think I won't kill him. And North can be my stepchild I'm incarcerated, so I'll let the situation rest now Niggas talk crazy, have you ever heard a text sound? Loyal to the family let down All about my green like a jet crowd Oops, I mean a jet game Niggas sneak this, so I call home just to check names. Interrogation room, I don't know names Laughing at these niggas, we so plain Dog, fool me, bitch, I love a dope game for all my hoes doing cocaine, Versace Rhodes. Yellow diamonds, yellow gold Your wife called me Mr. Rhodes Fully concentrated, never lose control Niggas won't be dead, I can't go Double Lord, that's a voice, bro Bitches been that for my voice, though Young flat nigga fighting death row But it wouldn't be the first time When I beat trail South Beach and I'm flying I'm coming home, nigga, it's my time I'm coming home, nigga, it's my time Lock down, heard you dissing on my status, nigga When I was free, you caught a cop just a back you, nigga. I'm the type Fuck your bitch then smack you, nigga My nigga, O oh, Told me I'm a star, though I guess cause I shine bright Like a star, bro Look at the stars And see my reflection Yeah, I see my reflection Untouched, untouched So who the fuck you checking? Niggas mumble when they mention me Oh, Murtha Even if they offer me a century My life is a mob documentary For a guy, not the penitentiary Tell the judge Suck my dick if he sentenced me If not, a space When I come home Call your wife
1: The individual heard in today's trailer is certified P.O.S. and struggle rapper Rambo. His real name is Bryce Jamar Rhodes, and that is him calling from a jail cell as he is awaiting trial And someone was dumb enough to pay $9.99 for this call. And in an even more bizarre act of brazen lack of human decency and compassion for the community of Louisville, some nudnik put this phone call up on YouTube and posted, Free Bryce Rhodes. No thank you. Now, one does not need to have too much of an imagination to understand the phrase struggle rapper. But because the Urban Dictionary is equal parts brilliance and hilarity, here is their definition. A struggle rapper is a guy who takes rapping super seriously and thinks he is amazing, but his actual skills are average at best. We all know a couple, and now, unfortunately, you know one more. But as much as we all would like for it to be, this is not a hip-hop show. In fact, they tell me that it is a true crime show. So, Captain, let's go back Five years. This is May of 2016 in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky, where we have two young brothers living with their mom, Marie Wren. The boys, Larry Ordway, age 14, and Maurice Gordon, age 16, had different fathers, but shared a brotherly bond and a close relationship with their mother. They were, in many respects, normal kids who liked to have fun and hang out with their friends. Both boys were doing well in school at Olmstead Academy North, and the family was looking forward to both boys' upcoming graduation from the 8th grade. But instead of graduating from the 8th grade and moving on to bigger and better things in high school, Marie would be planning their funerals. On Saturday, May 21st, according to the boys' mother, Maurice and Larry left the home, and they never Came back.
2: But these two young men, they're 14 and 16, and they're hanging out with Bryce, which is in his mid-20s at this point.
1: On Sunday, May 22nd, this is around 1230 p.m., a little girl riding her bike in the Shawnee neighborhood of Louisville saw something awful. Two bodies were lying in a circle of burned grass in an abandoned lot on River Park Drive near 40th Street. This was not the neighborhood where the boys lived with their mother. To give you a flavor for the area, one resident said to WLKY to see the CSI truck, I knew it was something a little bit more serious than just two people being shot. Along with police, the arson unit responded to this scene because of the attempt being made to burn the bodies. It was apparent to anyone who saw the bodies that they were murdered victims. Witnesses described the scene as horrific. One officer was seen shaking his head as he covered the bodies with a sheet, probably because it was apparent to him how young these victims were. Crime scene investigators determined that the victims were murdered elsewhere and then dumped in this vacant lot. The bodies had no ID on them. The police had no reports of missing teens in the area. Police issued a statement that two teen males were found dead and foul play was evident. They released sketches of the victims on Monday night. A faculty member of the boys' school then recognizes the sketches. They knew both brothers, Larry and Maurice. These two brothers did not come to school on that Monday, so this faculty member called it in to police. On May 24th, It was reported that a Louisville woman had come forward to claim the two bodies found as her sons, but the victim's names were not released until May 26th. Of course, the mom was Marie Wren and the boys, the victims were Larry and Maurice, her two sons.
2: Well, their mom is going to be told, I believe on Tuesday that it's possible that her boys were found and found in this area.
1: Yeah. This is a weird situation, captain, because, It's one of those rare situations where two people go missing, they're killed, their bodies are found and recovered, and it's not until a couple days later that they're claimed by a family member, in this case being their mother, but they were never reported missing at any time.
2: Yeah, I don't want to throw her under the bus, but when your kids don't show up to school on Monday and they don't come back home Sunday night or or Monday... At what point are you going to call them in missing yourself?
1: Especially when they're missing school on that Monday. So Marie, the mother, told the media that she learned that the two bodies were found. They could be her boys. She learned this on that Tuesday. They had left the house with friends on Saturday night.
2: That's a long period for you not to know where your kids are.
1: Exactly. You have to wonder if this was a regular thing in the household to just not know where the kids were or what they were up to. Marie said in an interview, quote, everybody knows them. They got killed over nothing. Larry played football and he was on honor roll in school and Maurice loved music. He was into the music industry and they were great kids. They didn't take from nobody. She added, she pleaded with anyone who might know anything about the case to please come forward. Now, let's take a step back here, Captain, and look at what was going on in Maurice and Larry's lives at the time that they first go missing and then, unfortunately, later found to be murdered victims. As we said, the boys behaved themselves at school and were both considered to be very good students. Both were in the eighth grade at Olmstead Academy North, and teachers who spoke about them said that they were, in fact, good kids. But behind the scenes, I think it's a whole bit of a different story here and I'm not saying that they weren't good kids but what I am saying is we do know that Larry and Maurice were running around with a bad crowd
2: right well and also you're saying they're in the same grade one's 14 and one's 16
1: it's not clear to me that that jumped off the page as well for me captain and it's not clear to me why that is what it is, but that is, in fact, the case or was the case five years ago.
2: Well, just to be clear, we don't we're not trying to bash these victims. We're just trying to state that they these are the surroundings. This is the environment
1: they were in. And I'm still in the eighth grade as well here, Captain. So I cannot those yep. in glass houses. Right. So here's a quote from um, one of the detectives working the case said, quote, when you have young kids that are in their early teens, I mean, you can have really good kids and they get thrown in with the same crowd, with a bad crowd. This is, this could happen to any kid. This is from homicide detective Todd Kissinger. This is what he told the CBS news down there in Louisville, Kentucky.
2: All it takes is for you to be hanging out with the wrong crowd for a week for a couple of days. Bad things can happen when you're hanging out with bad people and bad things can happen quick. My point is, it doesn't matter if they were hanging out with the wrong crowd for two years or two days, bad stuff can happen.
1: I have a credo that I've lived my life by. If you hang out with bad people and are around bad things and do bad things long enough, something bad will happen to you. It's, mm-hmm. it's just how things go. Now, it seems that Larry and Maurice got caught up in the sort of Gangster lifestyle that looks glamorous to some kids. Their social media pages are filled with photos of the two boys posing with automatic weapons and assault rifles, smoking cigars, counting large amounts of cash and, you know, trying to look cool, I guess, for the the camera. The disturbing thing is it's pretty clear that their mother well, she knew what the boys were up to in their free time. She knew that they were hanging out with a bad crowd. She knew that they were doing things that were these unsavory things on camera and then putting these videos together on their social media pages. And we know that she knew this because she is in some of the pictures with them holding guns in a in a tough-looking pose and is even posing with her little daughter in all blue clothing and flags and such.
2: Uh, That's interesting.
1: Yeah. And then she went on to tell WDRB.com quote, my sons were trying to earn stripes in the blood gang and they had to put in work. If they didn't put in work, they were knocked off and that's why they were knocked off because they were scared to put in the work End quote. Now later Marie backtracked saying it was all a front. So her boys could seem cool and, her mom this would be the grandmother Debbie Wren told the media that the guns in the photos were just toys I don't know either way I'm gonna go with the grandmother give her the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe they were toys
2: but either way it's 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 what are you trying to uh, what are you trying to achieve by posting pictures like that
1: well, Exactly, it's not something that I want to see. But uh, you know, I have to remind myself I was a teenager and I did some dumb stuff in my teenage years. Yeah, as we've well. done.
2: We both have done some really stupid. I think crap.
1: I think most people do, or at least that's what I tell myself to feel better about myself.
2: Well, and also it it would seem to me, I'm assuming that they're being raised in a house by a single mother, so. I didn't know that growing up. I don't know what that would be like. And a lot of kids in these types of environments feel like going with a gang. Sometimes they feel like there's no option. If you don't go with the gang, then every gang is out to get you. So, at least if you team up with somebody, somebody's protecting you.
1: Well, and I think what we're going to see here, and something you pointed out earlier, Captain, these are young, impressionable boys who are hanging out with an adult that they should not be hanging out with, and they're being led by this guy and led down the wrong path, and that's for certain. Now, according to the Courier-Journal... What they said of the mother said, quote, she came under attack on social media for photos of her sons holding guns on her Facebook page, which referenced a gang. Her family insists that the teens weren't in a gang and were just pretending to be tough, end quote. So regardless, whatever the truth, it's clear that Marie did know who her boys were hanging out with. And this was, in fact, the wrong crowd. And one loser in particular was 25-year-old aspiring rapper Rambo as he called himself better known as Bryce Rhodes both boys had appeared in Rambo's music videos with references to guns sex and violence the boys thought Rambo was going to make them famous as he got famous he told them his music videos would make them stars eventually and he bought them clothes and food and would have them ride around with him in his car
2: but then they like listen to his music
1: (laughs) again they're they're teenagers they they're they're young teenagers and they're they're just not making good decisions
2: i mean listen to the first line of that rap he he's in prison he said he's going to the jewelry shop
1: yeah i'm going to the jeweler bro Like yeah, you're not. No, no, you're not. (laughs) But you're not. (laughs) You can you can say whatever you want to say, but you're not.
2: Hey, maybe he is going to like the prison jeweler. Maybe there's a prison jeweler.
1: Handcuffs are jewelry in this guy's mind. Then Then yeah, this guy's a baller.
2: He's a baller.
1: Right. Mm. And you're right. I I, that's funny that you say that, Captain. Did they listen to his music?
2: Yeah, because it ain't good. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm I'm just not a fan of mumble rap in general, like when, when the rapper sounds like they're just mumbling uh, or, or the ones that are just that it's all braggadocious. There's no, there's no story. There's no rhyme or reason. Um, uh, you know, that to me, it's, it's nonsense. And, and I would say that I'm a hip hop fan. I mean, I like Tupac Biggie. I like Jay Z. I like most F black thought the Beastie boys. I feel like those guys are at least saying something. They're not just, Mumbling
1: well and there's there's good kinds of music and bad kinds of music you know in all genres and yeah. um the the thing is again, remember this dude is twenty five they're fourteen and sixteen. I remember when I was fourteen, there was a couple dudes I hung out with simply because they had a car right and in hindsight, these guys were idiots that i were that I was hanging out with simply because they had a car, so you can only imagine. What they're, the hocus pocus that he's putting on these young dudes, you know, he's 25, he's got a car, he's got tattoos. He's saying, Hey, I'm going to be famous. He's probably lying about who he is to right. them, making himself seem bigger and more important than what he actually is. And they, they're they young. They don't know any better. They believe him. And right. so they're tagging along. They're along for the ride, so to speak.
2: Well, right. But that's why he's hanging out with the 14 and 16 year old because. He can't nobody. He can't impress anybody his own age. Right. So he's like, oh, I gotta impress these kids.
1: Now, while we're on the subject of them hanging out with Bryce Rhodes, we have uh, their mother on record saying the following about Bryce: He goes through the neighborhoods and he just picks up teenagers. He sees and asks them, "You want to sell this? You want to sell that?" He kept sneaking and picking up my sons. He bribed them with designer clothes and shoes. He would even take them out to eat, buy them food.
2: Uh, Her mother. He sounds like a pedo. Is what he sounds like to me.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: You know, it's, I mean, think about how many of these serial killer pedos that we've talked about that go around the neighborhood, find the poor kids and go, Hey, uh, you want some beer? Do you want some marijuana? Do you, Oh, you want some new sneakers? I can help you out.
1: Yeah, there was a guy down in Texas, Dean Corll, that uh, d- made a whole lifestyle out of that for for years.
2: Yeah, um, and and, the, and he was a shitty rapper too. No. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, he was. Yeah. The grandmother Debbie, who who I am a big fan of. You know, if we're going to be picking sides here and getting people's back here, I will. I want to be upfront about that. I'm a fan of Debbie Wrens. She is on record saying the same thing about Bryce. He lured her words. Her he lured these kids in by buying them shoes, taking them to the mall, taking them out to eat, and she says, yeah, he was a predator.
2: Hold on, I'm going to defend the mom a, a little bit because here, here's what we're so quick to do. Uh, this, These kids were in a bad situation. Their mom didn't know what was going on. Look, at this age, 14 and 16, they're probably bigger than their mom. They're probably taller than their mom. She can't physically control them, can't maybe physically tell them, not to do this or not to do that.
1: I don't know that that's the case here,
2: right? But what I'm saying is, what's never mentioned in the story is where the hell where both of these boys' fathers. You know, so let's not put the let's not put uh, too much weight uh, onto their mom because because they're their fathers that obviously weren't helping keeping these kids in better environments. It's, it's on them as well.
1: Well, the mother went so far as to say that Rambo used young kids to do his dirty work on the streets. And by the time her boys discovered how dangerous he really was, she says it was too late. So Marie told the police that this is what happened, that Bryce Rhodes and two other teenagers came and picked up her two sons on Saturday night. They were going to a party and this is what they told her. We're going to a party on Sunday. She called one of the phones, one of their phones looking for them because they didn't come home. Now she didn't know it, but they were actually already dead at this point. One of the teenage boys that was with Bryce and her two sons answered one of her son's phones. And he, at the time, happened to be in the car with Bryce. And he said to this teenager tells Marie that we went to the store and we'll be right back. So Marie knows not only Bryce Rhodes by name, but also knows the names of both of these teenagers that arrived with him to pick up her sons on that Saturday. They're missing. They don't come home. And on Sunday, she's calling their phones. One of these teenagers picks up gives an excuse and now we still have two teenagers who have not come home
2: right but at that moment you call cops you call the cops and you can say look my sons were supposed to be with these two gentlemen or these three gentlemen my bad and that's what you do
1: yeah my son's left with an adult and have not come home like they were supposed to i'm calling this in because it's it's an issue and so Armed with this information, this is what she tells the police once the bodies were found. Now, about two and a half weeks before Maurice and Larry were killed, there was another murder in Louisville, and one that was unsolved at the time that her two sons went missing. Media reports said that on May 4th, around 1230 a.m., 40-year-old Christopher Jones was found having been shot in the torso in the 800 block of South 41st Street. Now, medics arrived on the scene and tried to save Christopher Jones, but he died during surgery at University Hospital just after 4.30 a.m. This was the city's 38th homicide of that year. When the Louisville Metro Police spokesperson reported this to the media the following afternoon, He said that there were no suspects at that time. Okay, so what does this have to do with our two teenage victims? Well, in the course of their investigation, the Louisville PD investigation into Bryce Rhodes after getting his name from the mother, police got a statement from one of Rhodes' accomplices that Maurice and Larry were in the vehicle when Bryce Rhodes shot Christopher Jones. So, this unsolved homicide from May 4th, they're now getting information that the two other murder victims were in a car with this Bryce Rhodes character when he, when Bryce Rhodes shot and killed Christopher Jones. while your subscription is active.
2: All right, we're back. You filthy animals. Cheers.
1: Cheers, Captain. Now, if you are Louisville PD, if you're a detective working one or both of these homicide cases, you have an interesting situation here now, don't you? Because you have someone telling you that these murders might all be connected. And the center point here might be this Bryce Rhodes guy. Right. We now have information that he shot and killed this Christopher Jones. And we're now getting information that our two other murder victims were in the vehicle with Bryce Rhodes when he shot and killed Christopher Jones.
2: Yeah, so the the PD is sitting around thinking, where can we find Bryce Rhodes at? Well, at the local jewelry store.
1: Yeah, of course, bro. The interesting thing here too is this information is coming with a certain amount of weight, a certain amount of weight backing it up that makes it even more believable because there was another accomplice. Also,
2: we now have a motive of why this 14- and 16-year-old are dead, the motive being that Bryce killed this guy and their witnesses or accomplices, and, and somehow then Bryce decided that they need to be, be taken care of.
1: So the accomplice was following behind Bryce Rhodes and Maurice and Larry, who were in a vehicle, following behind them in another vehicle. This accomplice ran over Jones's body by accident after Christopher Jones was shot. Rhodes told Larry and Maurice, according to the accomplice, that Bryce Rhodes told Larry and Maurice not to tell anyone about the shooting and then took them home. That's the night of May 4th.
2: Okay, so just reverse a little bit. So Bryce pulls up with the two teenage boys in his car. He pulls up on this guy. He gets out of his car, shoots the shoots the guy. His accomplice is behind him.
1: I think it was a drive-by.
2: Okay. But then the, the car behind him was Bryce's buddy and he ran over the victim.
1: Correct. He ran over Christopher Jones. Okay. So when police arrive, they find this man shot and run over. He's still alive but he's you know not able to speak or tell them anything right and they rush him off to the hospital where they tried desperately to save this guy but unfortunately were unable to do so when Bryce Rhodes after the shooting he of course tells Larry and Maurice not to tell anyone about the shooting about the murder and then takes them home mm-hmm. but the two teenagers they're just kids Right. I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of what they were doing, good, bad, or in between, they're just kids. And they probably didn't know, even if they were told this is what might go down tonight, they may not have even believed it until they saw it, until they experienced it. These kids are terrified now. And he's just dropping them off at their house. Yeah. So it seems that this might be the, the real-life shocker wake-up call to this 14- and 16-year-old boys that, hey, this shit is real, yeah. and these things have real consequences, and look to what just happened to this unfortunate individual that was, for all we know, just walking down the street, minding their own business, and gets gunned down and then unfortunately ran over.
2: Well, and now you have proof that this twenty five year old you're hanging out with is a complete shitbag. bag. And so if he's capable and you just saw what he did. So if he's capable of doing that to this guy, he's capable of doing that to you, to any member of your family. You got you got mixed up with the wrong crowd.
1: Well, and of course now he's dropping them off at home and they're terrified, they're frightened, and now Bryce Rhodes' concern then becomes that Well, maybe these two kids are going to tell someone. Maybe they're going to tell their mom. Maybe they're going to tell their grandmother. Maybe they're going to tell people at school or even the police. Right. To double down, triple down, I guess, on the tragedy. Larry and Maurice, they're dead within three weeks of this Christopher Jones being shot.
2: Now, Christopher Jones being shot, wasn't there a a hit put out on him or something?
1: Um. Something like that. We'll we'll get into that because it's a little more complicated than that. But what we have here, Captain, is once the mother tells police about this Bryce Rhodes and everything that she seems to know at the time and that her boys were last to be seen with him, the Louisville police, they started looking for Bryce Rhodes. And he had a record. And not y- just, not y- just a police record. He had a police record with Louisville PD. Right. So we'll go through some of his uh, background here. He had been convicted twice of assault, four times of domestic violence, and twice for violating the terms of his probation. But more importantly, Rhodes was wanted in nearby Indiana on domestic abuse charges in Clark County. Now, Indiana authorities had been looking for Bryce Rhodes for about six months at this time in our timeline. He was also on probation in the same Indiana County for domestic assault for incidents in 2013 and 2014. Louisville authorities had a reason to find and arrest Bryce Rhodes. So that's the avenue we are going to pursue, right? We've only heard this information from people that we don't know if they're credible or not. Mm -hmm. So we don't really have anything to go out and arrest this guy on. But, oh, he already has a warrant out for him by this other jurisdiction, and he's on probation. So we got some leverage here. So it's going to be the Clark County... Indiana authorities that will go out looking for Bryce Rhodes not just to not just to serve their warrants and arrest him but also to help out the Louisville Police Department. And it only took them thankfully a couple of days to find Bryce Rhodes and bring this guy in. In the meantime, per the Courier Journal newspaper, Quote, Homicide detectives tracked down one of the two alleged teenage accomplices. This was 15-year-old Anwan Carter and began interviewing him while searching for the 25-year-old Bryce Rhodes, their prime suspect. Police also arrested another accomplice. This is Jacory Taylor, age 17. They started interviewing these juveniles to amass evidence against 25-year-old Bryce Rhodes. What are we seeing here, captain? This loser Bryce who's he running around with? Kids. Did you catch all those ages? 14, yeah. 15, 16, and 17. What, you got no friends?
2: No, I think he's I really think he's a pedo. I I would be interested to 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 hear them um to hear these juveniles talk about you know other things and I wouldn't put it past him as being a pedo.
1: I, you're starting to convince me here. I At first, I thought, well, that's an interesting take. Makes sense because we've seen it in other cases, in other neighborhoods throughout time. Yeah. This is something that happens. You might be on to something here, Captain. So on Tuesday, May 24th, police spotted Rhodes vehicle on Preston highway. They arrested him on the outstanding warrant in Indiana and were able to hold him while they worked to gather evidence in the Larry Maurice murder cases. And they slapped him with additional charges stemming from an attack on his own mother. Apparently, Bryce's mother alleged that Bryce grabbed her by the neck and punched her in the temple as she attempted to unload groceries. His teenage sister called the police. But at that time, this would be back in 2014, they did not arrest Bryce Rhodes this for unknown reasons.
2: Wait. So, <laughs> this is what drives me insane sometimes with these cases, you go, know, he, he grabbed his mom by the throat, punched her in the temple and we didn't arrest this Dick canoe, right? Like maybe if we would arrested him there, maybe if if we would have got him on these other charges, these murders would have never taken place.
1: That's certainly possible. Again, I don't know the reasons why he was not arrested that day, so I don't want to I don't want to point blame at anybody here. But in a later interview, his mother, Bryce Rhodes' mother said that Bryce has mental issues and has not been taking his medication when he allegedly killed Maurice and Larry. She said that she was out of town at the time. That's going to come back to be important. Not so much the medication thing or his mental issues or whatever, but more so that she was out of town at the time of the murder of these two young boys. Right. So, Okay, let's go through a little more of Bryce Rhodes' background and criminal history here. The Clark County, Indiana prosecutor, this is Jeremy Mall, was interviewed by the media and was very forthcoming about Bryce's police criminal record. He reeled off Rhodes' previous convictions, which included armed robbery, criminal confinement, domestic assault, and felony intimidation. He was a registered sex offender. There you go, Captain, Mm, in Indiana. Mm. This would be for the confinement charge, which involved an underage victim. I don't have. I'm looking here. I don't have the information if this underage victim was male or female.
2: Either way, he's still a pedo.
1: And then here's a quote from the: When I go to the When I go to the jewelry store. I'm a pedo. <laughs> Here's a quote from the prosecutor quote. He's been out on probation. They're talking about price roads. Obviously he has been given all the resources of the taxpayers to turn his life around. If he wanted to do that, unfortunately he just continues to accrue new crimes.
2: And what he wanted to say was, unfortunately, he's just a giant pile of shit.
1: Right. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah you're right. Th- this seems like a very polite way to uh, to word this about uh, Bryce Rhodes. Now, remember that we said that police had arrested some teenage accomplices of Bryce Rhodes. And one of these accomplices told police that he along with Maurice and Larry witnessed the Christopher Jones shooting. Okay. Another was the, the, the boy, the young man that said he accidentally ran over Jones after the shooting. So Bryce Rhodes had multiple teen accomplices.
2: How do, do, do we know how these accomplices came forward? Did they, did they come forward? Or? Well,
1: it wasn't difficult because what you have is you have the, the mother, Telling police after her sons are found dead. Right. But it wasn't difficult because we have the mother telling police look, my boys left with Bryce Rhodes, Anwan Carter, and Ja'Cory Taylor. So what happens in Captain is they go, all right, well, let's go look for these three guys and ask them when's the last time they saw Maurice and Larry. Right. And when you go, especially when you have young offenders. When you have Anwan Carter, who's only 15, you have Ja'Cory Taylor, who's only 17, you go and talk to them, you put you turn the heat up a little bit, and usually you start getting information from these these young guys. Yeah,
2: you start calling, uh, we know uh, you want to turn your boyfriend Bryce in, because if you don't, uh, we're going to charge you as an adult, and you're going to have... Many more boyfriends in your life.
1: Well, and that's exactly what's going to happen. So what we have here is both very quickly tell the police, yes, I I was with Bryce and I was with the, the other young man, and we did, in fact, pick up Maurice and Larry that night. So this is the information they got from the mother is now being backed up by these young people, Anwan Carter and Ja'Cory Taylor.
2: I also wonder how much, again, you get picked up, you're riding around with people, you know, and I know, and I, I can say from my own experience, I've hung out with the wrong crowd and I learned pretty quickly when it, when it, it, somebody picks you up and then all of a sudden you're around a situation you never thought you were supposed to be around, you know, right. you, you walk into somebody's house and next thing you know, uh, there's a bunch of drugs on the table. And that's not, you don't feel comfortable or there's drugs on the table and there's guns around and you're going, and you're the youngest guy in the room. There's, there's situations that sometimes you didn't even know you're, you're getting into. Right. Uh, And that's the problem with the bad crowd.
1: Well, and if there's any young people out there listening and you happen to find yourself in a situation I know it. It's uncomfortable, and it doesn't. It doesn't seem easy. But leave. That's the best thing you can do. If you go, all of a sudden you're like, "Oh my god, who am I hanging out with? What's going on? Right. All this stuff they said before, I thought they were joking."
2: Yeah, or never again. Once you get back home, never again.
1: I I say yeah. get out of there as soon as you can. Yeah, as soon as you can, um, and.
2: It, but it, it, but it's difficult, you know, I mean, I remember hanging out with a group of older guys and we went to an apartment and right before we went into the apartment, they told me, don't look at the guy. I went, what? Wait, 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 don't look at the guy. Yeah, just. Who is he, Medusa? Look at the ground. And I was like, look at the ground. They're like, well, he doesn't know you, so he's going to be uncomfortable. Well, why, why the fuck are we going there? If this, if I can't look at the guy in his face and he's going to be so uncomfortable. That's some, you know,
1: most teenagers are dumb. I was a dumb teenager once we, Mm -hmm. yeah. Why are we going there? We we don't know. You ask any of those guys today, they go, yeah, I don't know why we went there. Uh, But what you have here, Captain, is they're going to be looking for all three of these individuals that are named by the mom. When they do pick them up, we have the the younger two saying, yes, in fact, I was there. Uh, Bryce did pick them up that night on that Saturday. So now they, they have, Nobody else telling them that Maurice and Larry ever went anywhere else at any point, right? And they're going to know roughly about what time or what day that the boys were killed because we have a short window to work with here. They're found relatively quickly. And you have them telling police just enough, just enough to keep them going. So police are going to go, you know what? We don't have any confessions here. We don't have a huge amount of evidence, but we got all three of these people putting themselves with the victims around the time that we believe that they were murdered. So we're going to charge you guys. Why are we going to charge all three of you? Because we're hoping that once we crank up the heat and apply the pressure, one of you will come to your senses and start talking.
2: Well, this beat is making your car rattle. If you need more of True Crime Garage music, it's all available, or most of it's available, on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and pretty much anywhere you get your music. And it's free to stream, so check those
1: out. And join us back here in the garage tomorrow. Until then, be good, be kind, and don't listen.